Damn, why are there so many crucial production choices? For example, weighing the benefits and drawbacks of two popular options, how to achieve a balance between the practicality and cost-effectiveness of stock footage and the customization and unique visuals that CGI can provide. Join us now in episode 2320 when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will tackle the make or break question, should I use stock footage instead of CGI on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast? Hello and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's really great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, it's great to have you here. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Bill and I will be providing another answer to a great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com, this time by Shane S., who happens to be on his laptop vacationing in Cabo, Mexico. Oh, wow, how fun. And Shane asks, uh, I'm making a short film. Should I use stock footage instead of CGI? I'm Sean Johnston, a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience and currently a principal animator. 28 years, huh, Sean? That's quite a, quite a stint. Uh, my name is Bill Johnson. I'm Sean Johnson's brother. I'm also a veteran in the gaming world, and I specialize in 3D animation and digital VFX. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it, Sean? Oh, sure. Uh, and by the end of our podcast today, uh, you'll have gained a comprehensive understanding, at least we're hoping you will, and we're going to do our best to, to provide that to you, uh, whether you should be using stock footage uh, instead of or in addition to some of your CGI uh, within your own projects. And... We'll be delving into some of the advantages and disadvantages of each option and uh, be considering some factors such as cost and realism and creative control. So uh, make sure you stay tuned also to the end because we'll be giving you some tips on where to find some really great stock footage that you can use in some of your projects. Thanks again for this great question, Shane. Uh, so, Sean, um, what is stock footage? What do, we, what do we mean when we talk about stock footage? Are we, we're, I mean, there's so many different types of stock footage out there. What, what are we talking about here? Well, we can never assume that you, the listener listening to us right now, understands. Uh, you may just be picking up the listening to this podcast and go, hey, what is what is CGI? What is all this stuff? So I'm just going to explain from the very, very basics. Stock footage is uh, refers to uh, simply pre-recorded video clips or uh, footage that's available for licensing. A lot of it's free, too. Um, make sure you uh, check that. <laughs> And you use those in various projects, such as uh, films and, and television shows and commercials and stuff, uh, and other online content. And so it's typically captured by a professional videographer, but now with your cell phones, now with uh, the HD8, you know, 8K, 4K, whatever, you guys can pretty much get uh, a really wide range just on your cell phones. So you can you uh, subjects like including nature, landscapes, uh, people, specific events, uh, you can uh, stock footage as well as... Uh, uh, and it can be very uh, convenient, obviously, and cost-effective uh, solution for filmmakers instead of hiring a CGI team to build uh, the actual assets uh, and uh, do those kind of things. Yeah, and it's usually, but not always, you know, professionally shot and and uh, or edited. And it's it's uh, they they it's a lot of these stock footage libraries. Uh, arrange their content uh, into searchable uh, uh, databases where you can kind of preview them and and uh, choose from the different licenses. And as Sean mentioned, uh, that's that's an important uh, thing to be considering because a lot of these stock footages um, where they say royalty-free or free, even for that matter, they're not really free. Uh, I mean, they're free for use in certain circumstances. They're not free to use in any way that you want to. So be sure you take a quick 
look at that and, and maybe not so quick because that is important if you're using the footage for for things that it wasn't licensed to, um, you could be in breach of contract and that, that could be a bad thing. So make sure you're paying attention to what, you know, the licenses that, that are, are being offered and that you get the right one uh, for, for, the, for the project that you're going to be using it in. Yes. And to just get back to CGI, what that is, computer generated imagery, of course, also known as uh, computer gener- generated Im- imagery, just CGI. Uh, and that's creation of visual elements, scenes, or entire sequences using the computer software uh, and techniques. So it, it involves the use of 3D modeling, uh, animation, and rendering uh, to generate lifelike or uh, stylized images um, that can be integrated into live action footage uh, used to create fully generated environments and characters. Yeah, and CGI is is, is specifically, I think, used for, for those things that uh, you want to see on screen that are either mm-hmm. too expensive or too dangerous or, or just outright impossible to to capture in a you know in a camera or at a, at a footage library it's like it's like having that magic tool that lets you bring you know all that all the stuff that's impossible to to you know photograph uh to life basically in reality uh, right exactly um and and stock footage is is uh you know the is real i mean a lot of it uh is is actual footage i mean it 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 allows you to to you know maybe do um, you know, location, you know, go to a spe- specific location where it's too expensive to travel. And especially during COVID, I mean, when COVID came, nobody was traveling around. And a lot of people that lived in some of these more picturesque places uh, took, took, started taking a video of, of their surroundings. And that really did help a lot of people uh, and, and still continuing to, to, to help people because it, it, it's hard to fly around to different locations just to, so you could shoot there. You know, it's nice to be able to just drop in some backdrops, or, or uh, do some B-roll or, or something like that uh, to kind of give the impression that you're in their location that, that you're in without actually having to go there and bring all your, your you know, fly your, your, your folks out there, your talent uh, and your equipment and get that stuff all set up. It's, it's really a pain to, to travel around. And it's very expensive as well. So um, would I be stock- correct? Sorry, go ahead. Would, uh-huh. would I be correct in say, state, basically stating that stock footage is, is just 2D images? Um, yeah, uh, well, not all. Well, yeah, of course they they're all two D, so that you can use them in in your in your in your applications um, for compositing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and they're but they're 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 real real life locations, real life things, like you said, people, uh, places, things, um, and it's just it's just so much easier than doing it yourself. But you could do it yourself. A lot of people are actually, uh, as I mentioned, creating their own stock footage libraries and, and selling them online. Uh, that's 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 a, something you could do as well. I think you created some stock footage that wasn't of realistic things. Well, you, you can do that too. Yeah, you can use CGI to create stock footage of, of like I said, fantastical things. It's a, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But let's, let's before we get to that, um, let's talk a little bit more about some of the specific uh, uses and maybe some of the more common ones. I mean, because you can use stock footage in so many different ways on your website, as you mentioned, uh, and in, in in presentations and stuff like that. But uh, let's get a little more specific as to to where where a lot of more commonly used uh, by movie makers. So instead of the advantages, uh, you want to go into the advantages or a well, stock footage? Well, yeah. Or, or I was just going to talk about maybe some of the some of the more common uses, say like establishing shots. Like sure, where would right. I use stock footage? Um, you know, it's, it's 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 a lot of times people use it for establishing shots in their videos, where you know they're trying to set the set the uh, set the the, the location. And, uh, you know, from, from a landmark, say, or, or environments like a forest or something like that, that just, you know, starts your, your movie out with the right mood, uh, you know, that you're trying to convey. And uh, you know, they're usually at the beginning uh, of, your, of your project, 
And, uh, or you can even use them as transitions between different settings. And as I mentioned, you can use them as background, uh, as a background to your, to your primary subjects that you, or, and, and B-roll as well. Um, you know, like crowd scenes or traffic, you know, traffic on the street or something like that. Uh, it really adds a lot of, you know, depth and realism to your shots without, you know, having to hire a production team. Uh, and, or, like I said, shoot on location. Um, and as, as historical or archival footage is, is a good use of some of the some of the stock footage that, that people are, are using. Um, you know, they can use you know archival footage for for conveying historical events, or or try to even recreate some some you know time in the past uh, of some something of significance. Maybe JFK, you know, or Martin Luther King speaking at the at the Capitol. You can. There's all this footage out there, even news archival footage that you can actually uh, find and use, and it, it allows you to accurately portray uh, or give a sense anyway of of being at that historical event. I agree. It would be very difficult to recreate those historical scenes yourself uh, with all the backgrounds and everything else. And then, of course, what about uh, nature itself? Uh, stock libraries, footage libraries of capturing uh, animals uh, and, and natural phenomena like uh, huge waterfalls and, um, and did from different angles. Uh, that kind of stuff you can composite into your scene. Um, and a lot of diverse landscapes. We, you know, we've talked about it in the past where you, you have these big, huge scenes of, of desert, you know, like you would like recreate uh, Star Wars on one of the, the des- deserted islands or deserted uh, uh, planets or something that's just basically all sand or and an island, of course. Yeah, you could grab an island that's got like, you know, like in Maui or something like that. Yeah, I actually do. I actually use stock footage to back up some of my Zoom Zoom sessions where it looks like I'm on the beach. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways to use them, and you you can you can even incorporate that in st- uh, stock footage in, in really strategic ways. Um, a lot of people are actually just using it as storytelling devices. They they want to tell a story, and they'll go to a stock library, uh, stock footage library, and just use all the video from there and narrate over it, uh, tell a story over it, and just use the stock footage as, as the imagery behind the, what they're talking about. It's a, it's a pretty cool way to tell a story and, um, you know, just by adding narration to it. Right. And I, I forgot to say when I was speaking, it was, was uh, iconic cityscapes and things like that. You know when you see them that this is a particular location around the world. Uh, th- those are going to be pretty difficult and time-consuming time, uh, to recreate and then what about the rest of it? Are you just going to throw in one or two buildings uh, that are iconic? No, you're going to want the entire cityscape uh, for the background for whatever you're working on uh, to make it look uh, uh, like you were saying, doing an establishing shot or some background scenery. You're going to want it all back there. Uh, and that's a lot faster to do. Oh, you're showing something. You want to show something. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, uh, well, um, it's just it's just so versatile. You know, you can, uh, you can see there were some... some uh, uh, high speed, high speed stuff. I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch. There, there's so di- many different uh, categories and uses for uh, stock footage. It just, it just allows you a lot of flexibility when it comes to creating your projects that you know maybe you weren't aware of. And uh, you know, this might make it so, so much easier to get your stuff done. I mean, not only uh, so. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the advantages of using stock footage, Sean. Um, well, let's go back to real quickly. Uh, uh, l- let's talk about how we, when we first got into the industry, uh, what, what uh, we were working on. Uh, we were working with uh, a lot of, uh, we couldn't, how do, we didn't have a way of creating fire. So that's the first thing we were using was stock footage of, of fire. Um, what was it, uh, Art Beats? What was, what was some of the stuff we were using back in the day? 
Well, you know, that, that the, it, it started out with Art Beats because I think that was the main, and that was, gosh, on 10, 20, no, that was got to be 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. easily. And, uh, and that, was, that was the way, I mean, since CG was kind of in infancy, and, and especially in the world of vi- visual effects, it, the, the quality of the CGI wasn't that great. And even if it was great, you had to spend a, a ton of time and money and, and uh, effort to get them to look right from from lighting and and uh, there's just so many different factors just from the simulation itself has to look real i mean and that was the thing it suffered from is is a lot of the cgi 20 years ago suffered from you know the, the lack of reality uh, it just didn't look real it, it didn't it didn't behave properly it didn't it wasn't lit properly it just it, it was more it was used more more for background kind of things uh, where you could kind of blur it out and you can kind of colorize it and kind of kind of feel it, sense it, rather than actually see the, you know, it wasn't a, a starring member in the show. And then, you know, when Star Wars came out, uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, when, when the TIE fighters would explode and they, they, they actually used stock footage in that. And it looks a lot, that's what, that's what it reminded me of. Art Beats really looked a lot like some of the old Star Wars uh, right. effects. Um, but but the, it lacked a certain realism as well. But at least it was real sparks and real fire and real smoke. Uh, and real, real debris. So uh, it, it did definitely had its advantages, but 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 again, it didn't it didn't really meet the visual bar that I think. Uh, well, we've come so become so sophisticated today, uh, so we expect a lot today. And so uh, thank goodness that the the visual effects that are being created today are 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 so much better. Well, you, um, it was very difficult to control, like you said. It, it, it's 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 you wanted to, to travel in a certain way um, and around your around your object in 3D if you're animating you know doing something in three three dimensions you want it to, to look not like a 2D plane uh, image that's that's just composite on top of a 3D object you want it to actually emit light onto that object and you want it to look like it's 3D especially if you're flying around it or it's flying and you see it explode because it really it loses its reality when, when when it's not done correctly but if it's done really Really well, you did. Uh, I think you did a huge uh, fire on some big, huge thing in one of the games you're working on. What was that big, huge transport or something? It was a sci-fi thing. Were you doing a bunch of explosions on something at one point? Oh yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that's. I actually used. Uh, yeah, that was. A, that was when Maya came out. One of the CG. Some of the, one of the CG packages uh, that, that I used uh, was Maya, and it came out with fume effects and. That was the, one of the first uh, fluid simulators that simulated fire and smoke, and that was for Resistance Two. Uh, resistance and a resistance too. Yeah, those those were the first uses of, that I actually used that those kind of tools on. But like I said, they're they're time consuming and and but they but they did look real and, and they did kind of authentic and it it really helped enhance the scene uh, quite a bit. And it was a, I was able uh, to actually you know to your point about incorporate you know having it blend nicely with the with the three D models. That was that was one of the advantages. Is actually you know you could actually have them as collision objects and you could simulate it you know coming off the ship and and, and hitting things and bouncing and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, that was that was one of the uses, early uses, anyway, um, uh, of of CGI. But I think you know, just to be clear, you, you don't have to just use one or the other. I mean, I, I've I actually uh, you know created some CGI elements, uh, and the compositor actually brought in some live action elements from a stock footage library as well, and just kind of augmented it. So like some of the area fires that were around the giant explosion. Uh, were were done with with practical footage uh, comped in. So you know, it's you don't. I, I think that's even probably the, one of the most flexible ways to use it is in conjunction with CG. But you know, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's not—they're not mutually exclusive. I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Yes, and so those advantages, uh, the advantages of stock footage, are, like you said, are realistic results. Uh, so you, especially today with HD, you've got uh, stock footage and, and using uh, stock footage VFX, it, it possesses a high level of realism already. And so if they're cap, you know, those are capturing real world elements and behaviors right there. So um, this saves you a lot of time and effort required to create, recreate realistic details um, and uh, textures and movements through CGI. Um, time and cost savings, utilizing the, the stock footage uh, and especially VFX can significantly reduce production time. Um, instead of spending you know, hours and hours simulating uh, or recreating renderings uh, using CGI, you can quickly integrate that stock footage into your project. Um, so that, that, and I would say that's probably the biggest thing is, is it's time and cost savings. And especially if you don't know 3D, uh, it, it's going to help you quite a bit to just throw it into using um, After Effects or whatever project you're using, uh, maybe on the Mac you're using something else. But uh, and it's going to time is time is money, so it's going to it's going to lower your your overall production expenses. Yes, and C CGI they actually have footage libraries with C of CGI elements. I mean, you if you wanted to have a volcano exploding or an atom bomb going off, you know, we don't have much much actual footage of that and, and a lot of them you've seen before. And so, you know, for, you know, C CGI allows that unlimited, you could just do anything, unlimited creative control. I mean, complete freedom. Uh, and, and you can actually tailor it specifically to exactly what you want. But, you know, these, these a lot of the footage libraries today, and here's an, an example of some of that, where, you know, you can just use CGI created elements as part of your footage library. So they don't have to be live action. They're, they're, a lot of it is actually CG generated. It's just that you didn't have to do the simulation. You didn't have to do the, the, the rendering. You didn't have to do any of that. Uh, and and that's, that's, I think, the real power. And that's where the savings in, of money and, and time comes in is when you can actually incorporate CG into your projects as well as live action and, and have it you know, without having to do the CGI and learn the 3D software yourself. I agree. And then there's, there's a ton of uh, you know, footage of covering various subjects and genres and styles. So you, you don't necessarily have to have realism, too. You can, you can in fact, have um, different stylized-looking explosions that look very toony, very 2D. Um, so that, that, that's also an option that you can use uh, instead of generating you know, tune shaders on, on certain things. You can actually do that yourself using um, stock libraries as well. So, you know, it's, it's whether it's nature footage, cityscapes, historical footage, or you know, abstract CGI visuals, you, it, it's, it's the cost-effective choice that basically needs to meet your, your project requirements. So it's individually um, whatever, whatever the requirements of your individual projects are going to be. So, I mean, if you have a ton of money, then obviously you can hire a, a team of uh, 3D people to do a lot of that too. And that's, yeah, while stock footage, you know, can be a cost effective, uh, it probably is not going to meet all your specific needs uh, of your project or the film you're making. Uh, but computer graphics, on the other hand, does allow you that flexibility, but it's just... 100 times more expensive, I think. Uh, but, you know, it allows you to to really go a long way. And I think some of the footage libraries today um, are, are, are taken, you know, captured. You, you can buy, you can get it, you know, from straight on or you can get it from above. You can get it from three-quarter view, different angles and, you know, different directions. Um, and, and so they're making it a lot easier for, for movie makers to use CG. Uh, like, you know, if you need magic or some kind of specific, uh, you know, specific, if you have specific needs, there's a, the, the, the options are so, so uh, wide today uh, for creating that. And, I, and, and, you know, my philosophy is if you don't have to create it in CGI, uh, don't. Because uh, <laughs> it's kind of like my, uh, when we did our, our, our uh, 
our podcasts on on you know simulation. If you don't have to simulate something in CGI, you just you just don't. Uh, if it looks good, it is good. So you know that, that that's the real strength I think of the stock footage. Uh, you just drop it in and and you go. I mean, if it if, if you can you know plan it out and use you know uh, it, it takes a little planning, like I said, because you can't you know you're not mm-hmm. it, each you're never going to find the exact uh, you know if you're doing something that are highly specialized, you're never going to find that exact effect that's going to fit exactly. So you know you might that that will constrain you somewhat but but it's, it really allows you a lot of flexibility on the other hand yes also the fact that you would have to learn let's say houdini uh to do all the simulations yourself to, to make it look as realistic as you that some of the some of the effects you would see in um 2012 or uh, you know superman where he's fighting um zod uh, doing doing those things, uh, dis- destruction stuff so it would, would just take you forever to learn how to do that. It's going to be you're going to get up to speed much much faster, even if you don't know anything, by just going online and and starting and doing 2D things because you can do so much. What was the whole thing? The fix it and post thing. A lot of that was done because it's it, the 2D, the speed of 2D, um, as opposed to 3D uh, is is just amazingly much much faster. Faster. You can do blurs. You can do. You can take things out of the, the scene. You can composite things into the scene. There's all these different layers you can create um, much, much faster. And you can see it in real time while you're doing it. Yes, because, it, yeah, you have limited financial resources and you have limited time. I mean, we, we all have deadlines, right? And so you can't, you know, you, you have to be able to take care of these things, in, you know, in, in short order. Um, or you risk going over budget or not delivering your project and whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of these... Uh, stock footage libraries there you can get some material for free as i as i mentioned you know free quote free um and uh you know you can you can either buy them straight out or you can have uh, you can get a subscription to some of their libraries which allows you to download a whole bunch for for one flat rate price per month um and some of these sites you can actually enter in your budget and you can filter effects that you know maybe fit within your pot you know your, your budget uh, uh and so that that's that's a really handy way to to, to to at least you get what you want at the price that you need to, to pay for it. Yes, and some just some factors to consider: uh, your project requirements and goals, uh, the specific needs and vision that you have for that project, and what level of realism and customization is required. Um, and of course, we we've talked about budget and time constraints. So it's crucial to consider those those specific requirements and goals for your project. So. Ultimately, you have to determine the type of visuals you're going to need to convey the message effectively because the, it's the message you want to uh, convey to the person that's watching your film or your um, whatever that may be, your, your project. So, you know, CGA might be a better option um, because that particular thing allows complete control. So you can pretty much control almost every aspect of it. You've talked about that in the past where you can control the demolition of something uh, if it doesn't work exactly the way you want it, I want it, I want the fire to go this way. I want the building to fall that way. Um, you can make it do that uh, versus you're kind of stuck with certain footage um, and you've got to kind of make, make the shot based on what you got uh, footage wise. That's right. And, and I'll make a special point that, uh, you know, generally with stock footage libraries, you get what you pay for. I mean, there, of course, things are coming down in price. And uh, compositing packages are getting uh, easier to use, uh, but but you know it's, it's it's a truism that you get what you pay for. So if you're going to go out and get some free stuff, it's gonna it's not going to be as easy as maybe some of the, the the more professionally shot stuff. And professionals usually need a higher resolution and or higher frame rate or or something like that. And so you you can expect to pay for the you know more professional looks uh, or stock footage um, a lot more uh, for those. 
Right, and I and I remember we we showing a lot of stuff from Action VFX. They're they're our friends over at Action VFX. They've got a great library over there. In fact, I'm going to show a little bit of some of the stuff that they have here. Uh, this is some of the stock footage you can get where you've got these different um, energy bursts that you can add, uh, different colors, different ways uh, that they're 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 animated, um, different directions, things like that. Um, there's also really really cool. Um, this is I think you showed some demolitions of some some buildings here. They've got this this one of these breakdowns of one of these characters here. I'm not, I don't know if I have time to show it all, but they they're basically compositing all these different plates together with um, some action VFX footage, and it actually the end result of, for this particular uh, creature, like uh, let's say a, a Godzilla, looks really really cool. Another thing is this. This is a quick one here. This is some plates here. I mean, if trying to recreate this in 3D to make it realistic would be would take a lot of time. This is probably busted out fairly quickly, probably in a, in a day or so. You could, you could produce something as, as simple as that, which isn't really simple, but it's just, it looks so visually beautiful. Yeah, and there's a lot of different VFX libraries out there that you can, can look at. Action VFX is certainly one of them, and they've got a wide variety of stuff. Water effects, water splashes. That was another thing that was really hard to do uh, back when is, is water, not just fire. And uh, so, you know, as you can see here, they've got meteors, they've got power, they've got blood splats, and that's, a, that's another one we use extensively. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I got the meteors right here. <laughs> So. Bullet holes, uh, you, you name it. I mean, you, you'd be surprised at what you can you can find out there, and that's from a Action VFX. And there's some, some. We're not paid by them, but uh, you know, we're, we 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 know them, and and we we know the guys over there. But they, and they do great work, and they're continuously putting out new stuff. And uh, as well as uh, Visual Effects Pro, that's another place you can go to to get some really cool dust and shock waves and other things. And here's an example of the different angles and different scales and speeds. Is another thing, you know. Different, nothing's in, in a universal speed, and so you know it's nice to have different options for, for getting effects like that. I agree. You have you have jet flames, you have trees, you have uh, they've cut them up in trees. There's exploding debris. Um, unfortunately, there's severed severed necks and limbs. You <laughs> blood hits and things like that, dust particles, breath. I mean, anything you can really think of that you can composite in there. Uh, they they've got it, but. Uh, you know, for Lair, when we were doing the, the Dragon for Lair for the PlayStation, when the PlayStation Forge uh, came out, it, I had to do uh, slime effects and, and drool effects from the dragon's mouth. And if I'd have had some, some of these stock footage libraries, here's one uh, called Slime from Film Riot. You can, you can take these effects and you can turn them into lava and you can turn them into, you know, glowing, glowing stuff. And there's an actual uh, uh, example right here of all the different slime effects that you can composite in. And it really makes a big difference when, you, when you've got that real... Uh, you know some of that real life uh, stuff. It really Physics. just brings your stuff to the next level. Yeah, it looks amazingly real. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Ooh, the the slime from the from the uh, T Rex's mouth. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. People are listening. You got to come on your YouTube channel, check those out. But yeah, there's you know Shutterstock, Adobe Stock, Pond Five, Raw Film. There's there's a bunch of different places you can go uh, to to check out uh, the best stock footage sites out there. Yeah, there's Compositing Academy, uh, Envato even, uh, for that yes. matter. Yes, I forgot about Envato. I like Envato. Well, we're, all, we're at the end again, Bill. We've got we to wrap this up. So we'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast today. We really got, had a great time answering Shane's question. Uh, should I use stock footage instead of CGI? And hey, Shane, make sure you're using some sunscreen out there in Cabo. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and uh, you learned something new. Uh, along the way, and uh, because we believe it's imperative you learn at least one new thing every week, keeps the brain going. You know, you gotta you gotta learn something, even if you don't need it. Uh, if you did, uh, do us a small favor and share it around with some of your friends, because word of mouth is the best kind of advertising. 
hit that like button too because it helps uh, YouTube's algorithm find other people who are interested in the AI and CGI and VFX related stuff that we talk about here on the CG Insider, especially a lot of C- AI lately, right, Bill? Yes, um, especially lately, yeah. Yeah. So, and, oh, by the way, do, we do these podcasts just for you. So uh, if you've got a subject you'd like us to discuss, you can let us know by going over to our website at thecgbros.com uh, to the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything drop down, just like Shane did. Yes, and my brain is full of useless information, but it's still good to have it. Uh, Sean and I are always looking to make our podcasts better and more interesting and useful to you. So uh, we need your input. Uh, leave us a comment below, and if you do, no guarantees. Uh, there's a good chance we'll read it in one of our podcasts and possibly mention you by name if you're up, if you want us to do that. Uh, we bring you a new cutting edge of the CG Insider right here every week, uh, where we discuss cool things having to do with CGI and digital VFX and, and animation and stuff like that. And uh, you can also find audio versions of this podcast on all major audio podcast platforms as well. And if you haven't checked out our CG Bros YouTube channel yet, I I just don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, It's your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film entertainment created by some of the most talented folks out there creating that stuff. Even VFX companies have got some really great stuff on our channel. So you need to check it out. Agreed. Um, Make sure you subscribe too because you'll get notified of anything, uh, any of the new podcasts and the new new VFX breakdowns that we put up there and and short films as well because those are constantly coming. Every week we put new stuff up there. So go check it out. Can't wait to see you uh, here again for next week's podcast where we'll be answering another great fan question. How do I flood the earth using CGI? Huh. Well, that sounds quite interesting, and, and uh, that sounds like it's got some simulation work in there, but we'll, 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 uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, should I use stock footage instead of CGI? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high-quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell for instant notifications when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information, delivered right to your inbox. Become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how do I flood the earth using CGI? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2320 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.